Hey y'all, this is Key Concepts, a podcast about real estate, professional relationships, and everything in between. We're the Key Finders Group, a real estate team in Huntsville, Alabama. We are six agents who work and play together and live and breathe all things real estate. I'm Blake Landry. I'm Yvonne Campbell. I'm Roger Wallace. I'm Sarah Scarborough. I'm Katie Crawford. And I'm Darren Wyndham. And the goal of our podcast is to give you a true look into the real estate market, how you can navigate it, and how much fun it will be along the way. Hi, this is Blake. Hello, this is Darren. Hi, this is Yvonne. Hey, it's Katie Crawford. Hey, it's Roger Wallace. And Sarah Scarborough. Woo! Today, we're going to talk about purchasing a home versus renting. So is it better to buy or rent in the greater Huntsville area? This is a question that we get asked a lot and also hear about it from a nationwide perspective. Mm -hmm. So the answer to that would vary individually based on your needs, your income, your credit, different scenarios. So we're going to compare the pros and cons of both today and talk through what that looks like for you. Yay! Yeah. Great topic for today. Yes. Yeah, I was a renter for a very long time. <laughs> so let's start there. Let's talk about the pros of renting. Whether you're in a rental house or an apartment complex, what makes that a positive for people? Why do people do it? Well, this is Sarah. And coming from a background of just moving in retail, that's kind of where I came from and spent 15 years of moving every city all up the coast and you know just being by myself and not knowing a town in a city and knowing that i would probably be there about one to two years that's why i chose renting um you know looking back would i have changed that absolutely i probably own a house in 10 different cities um, but it was convenient at the time. Mm -hmm. and, and your then, job was, was fluid. I mean, that right. makes sense. If you move around a lot yeah. or you don't have a guarantee of where you're going to be or how long you're going to be there, I think that's very common. A lot of times that's why people choose to rent. Yeah. In addition to that, you also have to consider that there are some costs if you do end up buying at the time. If you live in the home less than two years, you might end up having to pay you know, capital gains if you end up selling it. And if that is not an option for you as a renter, or if it's not an option to say utilize a property as investment, then it can become a cost that you're certainly perhaps not prepared to at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which would make sense to rent at that point. Yeah. So a lot of times we hear people that are moving to a new city and they want to learn the neighborhoods. They want to get used to their hobbies, their schools, their churches, whatever that looks like for them. And they just want time to kind of take a breath and take a pause. I know Roger and I recently just had a sale where it was first time home buyers who moved here and picked an apartment complex near their jobs for a year. And then were like, and that was in Madison and then said, Hey, we actually really love South Huntsville and that's where we want to be. And so that was a great kind of pro for them to have not just picked the first place that was close to their jobs got settled, and then figured out exactly where they wanted to settle their lives. 
That's a great point, Katie, because they were also talking about they got so many cool amenities that they didn't have to pay for, like the gym, having mm-hmm. a pool, um, doing trash service that picks up at the door, stuff like I that. I miss that so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best part of it. And they always have life. like really cool pools. Yes. Like, that's yes, always a plus. Do. And don't forget that free maintenance. Yes. <laughs> and those are. Those are important things for some people. Some young people today, uh, you know, it's, it's good if you're going to use the pool, if you're going to use the gym and, and the amenities that come along with uh, uh, the complex where you may be renting. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one of the reasons that uh, can be a pro for, for people. You're right, Darren. And especially if you are perhaps in a life moment in which you are going through some sort of personal change mm-hmm. or yes. a yes. work change. A lot of times just renting makes more sense at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll say though, I think that that point is driven very much by the market, by the real mm-hmm. estate market. Because years ago we used to tell people, if you're not gonna be in your house for more than three to five years, it could be risky to buy. You should probably rent. And these days in this market, that's not the case. I mean, we've sold houses six months, eight months, 10 months later and, and gotten people out with yeah, a profit. So that is true. that's something that I think we would talk about and talk through with you based on what the market looks like at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Absolutely. Any other pros? Well, one thing I was go- going to add when I heard Sarah talking about, you know, moving around, there are some people that love that. They just love the moving and being yeah, in a different change. city and the yes. change. That's not for everyone, yeah. but there are people out there that they love that lifestyle. Yes. Living I, out of a suitcase almost. Yep. I lived in anything from a cool vintage basement apartment in Atlanta to like a sex in the city high rise in Cincinnati. <laughs> my family thought I was so cool. If you guys would have seen how much my rent was, it was not cool. <laughs> so, um, you know, and just there is so much to be said of when I moved to Huntsville, I bought my first house. Thankfully, the key finders were there to help me. And guys, I could make a ridiculous amount in what, like three and a half, four years ago on that property. And so now I'm just like, why didn't I do this earlier? Just because I have so much more education on it. Right. Well, so let's use that. That's a good transition. Let's shift into the cons. So a lot of times people have a negative perception of rentals rental markets, rental apartments. Uh, what are some of those cons? How many people, I know that y'all can't see us raise our hands, but how many people have had a parent say, go throw all your money in the backyard and light it on fire, because that's what Oh, yes. That's the big one for me. It's yes. like, even if you spend, which right now is inexpensive, $1,000 a month on rent, that's $12,000 a year you might as well just throw away. Uh-huh. And rents right now are not at $1,000. No. I mean, the averages are much higher. You can find a $1,000 rent. Yeah. <laughs> Take <day>. it. <laughs> so that's a, that's a good round number, yeah. but that's just the truth. So, I kind of like to put it in the same category as getting a speeding ticket. Like, it's just throwing money out the yep. window. It's, you know, it's not going towards anything. Let's call Absolutely. a spade a spade. It's going towards something. It's going towards your landlord, the owner's wealth. Yep. You're building right. their wealth and not your own. 
So, so that's right, Katie. In reality, rent is truly an expense. It's money that one, you use it, you mm-hmm. spent it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Never to never to return into your hands. When you are buying, you are not spending, you're actually investing in your own equity. Mm-hmm. So it's two different concepts, even though people sometimes fail to see the fact that as you own, you actually are investing. You are right. you are indeed a real estate investor. It is yours, not somebody else's investment you're paying for. It's a great way to put yep. that, Yvonne. That's, yeah. Okay, so I have another question for everybody out there and everyone in this room. Who has rented and then you get the little piece of paper underneath your door that says your lease is going is coming up and your rent is going to be this much more for the exact same apartment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's Absolutely, every year. Sarah. Definitely. Every year it goes up. With rentals, that's the biggest con in my mind is you are not in control. Mm-hmm. You don't have a fixed rate. Mm-hmm. It can be volatile even. I mean, what we've seen in the last 24 months is that nationwide rental rates have climbed and they're at an all-time high. We've had I can think of five or six or eight clients that used to be renters that called specifically because they received those notices. Right. And their rents were going to go up by two or four or eight hundred dollars. And they're like, this is crazy. Yeah. And it just puts you in a bind where you can't afford it. And so don't feel stuck. Don't let it get to that point without calling someone that can educate you and help you, which is all of us key finders. And then you're in a position where, well, I can't afford that extra $500, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to do something. Now you're in a position of having to find another place, and, mm-hmm. and that could be really difficult now. And stressful. And stressful. Yes. You know, that's a, that's a good point, Erin. And I know that at times what's happening is, especially in these times, when interest rates have somewhat risen, and I say somewhat because historically they are still low and mm-hmm. they are still single digits. People used to pay a great deal more for a house before. So historically, they're still low. Once you are on a fixed rate, that is your payment. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing that can make a change perhaps is is a little bit of taxes, but it's not gonna be that significant Mm -hmm. to where you can be in a position like you are when you're renting and your rent really almost raises by a third. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you can budget, you can plan, you can take what's left over of your income and make improvements to your property. That's also a big one for me. I mean, when you rent, so many times, rental homes especially, the landlord wants to maximize their return on investment. They want to make the most and squeeze the most amount of profit out of that address as possible. So they are not updating the windows. They're not fixing the HVAC system, the roof. All of those major components many times are old. The carpet stinks. The walls are not pretty. So you have more control when you're purchasing versus when you're renting. It's funny that you say that, Blake, because I um, have a good friend and past client. I know she listens to our podcast. Shout out to Whitley. Um, She loves to (laughs) go and look at the historical records of anything and everything. And she was recently pulling the records of her old rental home on Locust. And it was a dump. (laughs) And it had like stains on the ceiling and a sagging roof line. And she found this, this marketing piece from a newspaper rental from 1972. And she was like, literally don't think that the description has changed since 1972. (laughs) And I have seen that house and it is so true. And luckily, like she bought a house back in like, 
2016. So she's been building wealth for a while. For a yeah. while, but like that that landlord was not motivated to change anything from the time that he was literally renting it in 1972 because well, he's just making and money. You, and you bring a good point. So what happens is whenever none of those items have been updated, because let's face it, the owner is trying to maximize their return Absolutely. on investment. Guess what? The money that you're not spending in rent or used to not spend in rent because rent is crazy these days, um, basically you are spending it on utilities because yeah. when that unit is 50 years old and all they're doing is patching it and patching it and patching <laughs> it, you're paying more in electricity than you are on I feel like all of my uh-huh. electric bills were a lot more in houses that I rented. Exactly. Just they're because they're just not efficient. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in every once in a while, you might find a brand new rental. However, that will also come at a premium price. But even on a brand new rental apartment, if you're on that top floor, it's still going to be hotter. Right. Than oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like baking exactly an oven. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. You know, then you also do not know anything about the cleanliness of the people who live around you. And you may end up with pests that normally you would not have in your home. So that's, I'm sorry for me, little, little crawling little crawling things are kind of creepy. <laughs> and the neighbor next door who rocks out to Led Zeppelin at midnight. Yes. I mean, you, you, there are so many things yeah. like that that you have no control over when you rent. Correct. We have a client right now building a new home, and she is so eager to get inside because every time I talk with her, she complains about the smells and the noise and all the stuff that comes about from her neighbors mm-hmm. and her apartment building. Yeah. yeah. So there are cons. <laughs> just a few. Yes. Just a few. Yes. So how about we talk about then some of the cons of buying? I mean, I think this is a good segue for, for talking about the cons because for some people there are some cons in buying, right? In, depending on the time of their life, right? Say, for example, they have to build their credit because it's extremely poor. Or, you know, or they have to work on building the down payment or building, you know, that is that is a con of mine at that time simply because it's not their time. If they're not, not that ready. Is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their not timing, that is wrong. The Correct. timing is everything. Yes. Sure. And I don't even know if I'd necessarily call that a con. It's just a, like, yeah, a, a, not, the right, not the right time. It's a factor. Right. Yeah, sure. it's a factor, yeah. not necessarily like a poor. I do think just, you know, branching off of that, mine, I rented for so long because I didn't have a plan. I didn't have someone to sit down with me and give me a goal to shoot for. I also wasn't educated enough on the amount of equity that you have in a home and, you know, what it can do to your wealth and all of that. So it's just making sure that you talk to the right people and, you know, just get the right information and really have a goal in mind that this is something that everyone can do mm-hmm. you know it might take you a little more right. time right. but it's not really the buying that is a con is the timing yeah, yeah. exactly and, and, and like like you said Sarah it's sometimes just the education of it absolutely uh, you know is yes. is a buyer scared because they may not even know that they have everything that it takes to purchase a home so right so you know, many and people it, and their parents taught them like Hey, you need twenty percent down, or else yes, you can't buy absolutely. a home. Yes, absolutely. And that's just not, not true. true, right? No, not anymore. No. No, and I just talked to a lender actually this morning over coffee, and we were talking about 
first time home buyers and how there's so many different programs where you just have to put 3% down. And I said, well, is that the goal you give? And he said, well, I usually say a goal is five to 6% of a house. So that is a sheer estimation, but it is saying 3% down with on average two to 3% closing cost. And that and gives someone a goal. Sarah, do you mean the percentage of the cost of the house that they might want to buy? Yes. Okay. And so, you know, if you're looking at a $300,000 house, you kind of just at least have a goal in mind. You know, what's the average price of the house of where you live and what you're looking for? But I didn't have that, that education. I didn't have that guidance or someone to tell me. And looking back, I wish I would have had, you know, 10 investment properties mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah, now. A lot of times it's just a matter of not the unknown becomes a big mountain, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. in our heads. Yes. And yeah. without, you know, without the truth, it might be that some of these people actually already have what it takes. Yeah. You just don't mm-hmm. know that they can. Yes. yes. Absolutely. And there, and, and the, that's which leads to the importance of calling the key finders group and letting us hook you up with uh-huh. the right lender and someone who can give you all that information. You may you may qualify for a really uh, low percentage. You may qualify for a uh, you know no down payment. Even there are loans Absolutely. out there where you can you can have no down payment. So uh, the Correct. education part of of you know alleviate that fear and and reach out to someone and and help to get help with answering those questions. So rolling into that, we've kind of talked through the hurdles of what might keep people thinking that they need to stay in a rental versus buying a home. Let's talk about the pros of of buying and yes. what home ownership can really get you. Um, I know that Blake already really kind of touched on it, but when you are renting, you you're always going to be unstable in your fixed or your cost, whereas buying, you're going to have a fixed cost. Yeah, so the stability of that for planning, for budgeting, just to know what your mortgage payment is going to be mm-hmm. comes with peace of mind, mm-hmm. less anxiety, uh, more stability. Just I think overall pride and ownership is a yes. big deal. Yes. Yes. You know, being able to own something and go home to it at the end of the day, it just makes your life better. It makes your life feel more stable and more rewarding. So true, Blake, because when you rent also, you have no flexibility to change things. Right? It's not like you can truly customize that space to your likes or needs. You cannot take down walls, you cannot paint, you cannot sometimes even remove the ugly wallpaper, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, right. you know, it, it, is, it is huge to be able to, to have that oasis, like you say, you know, every, every home is, is everybody's, you know, it's your castle, that your mm-hmm. home is your castle. So, but it can't be your castle if it belongs to someone else. Mm-hmm. I love selling to first-time home buyers because being at that closing table, I just remember the feeling of like, okay, I'm buying a house, I'm nervous, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. But then, like, it's kind of life-changing. Oh, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I rented for so long and to own something that was mine, that was building equity, and I could do whatever I want with it, like... You just become invested totally from the grass to the walls to, you know, what you hang on the walls. It just becomes yours and it's just life changing. It is. Absolutely. Well, but you know what? That is a good point, especially let's think of COVID, right? So what happens when 
we have a pandemic hopefully never again and you're stuck at home yeah whether, whether home is a rental or home is your personal home that you currently own you know it made a huge difference people now are thinking more in terms of how would i use the space if i have to be in this house for three months it's you know? just like the home design you know era i feel like just blew up right people started renovating people right. started painting and changing and you know I mean, because they were home a lot more mm -hmm. um, pools, doing yes. outdoor spaces for entertaining mm -hmm. because you know the home became the place where you were going to spend it's a whole your, lot more your time your safe haven yeah. absolutely sure. and we even saw trends in what buyers asked for change yes. through covid and through all of that suddenly people wanted a home office that before didn't matter or they wanted a bonus space they wanted a bigger prettier backyard they mm -hmm. wanted those things because suddenly they were having friends over they were entertaining they were just spending more quality time at home mm -hmm. yeah that's right and what? no go ahead sarah well i was going to bring up you also can throw amazing backyard parties <laughs> and you don't have your landlord called on you. Right, Blake? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is, is when you want to have social events or friends over and things like that, um, if you own your home, you do what you want to do. Just have them over. And if you are in an apartment building, I know I've been to parties at, at rental buildings or apartment complexes, and you have to reserve a space, you have to work around and share the space with other people, and that's fine sometimes and at some events, but other times you just wanna be private. You it's just not truly your, your party then, yeah. right. whatever. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. You know, sometimes I hear at KeyFinders, we are accused of being extremely social, so for us, this is actually near and dear to our <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if you tell me I only have two parking spaces, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and all joking aside, though, there's also other advantages. So let's talk about the fact that your taxes uh, on your mortgage interest, you know, are, are tax deductible. So there are other advantages that come at the time when, you know, the IRS comes knocking at the door, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I know in real estate, we look for as many of those as we can. Yeah, being sure, being right? self-employed, all of those deductions make a big difference to your bottom line. Correct. But it really is, owning a home is the easiest gateway to building wealth um, that we have and the most accessible. You don't have to go out and buy stocks. You don't have to go out and figure out what a bond is. Um, owning property and owning your own home I don't know the exact statistic off my head, but I know we heard it, I think at R4, of um, people who rent have what, like wealth of 3% typically of kind of their- Over mm -hmm. their lifetime. Over their lifetime right. versus owning your own home, it's upwards of 25 to 60% um, more wealth in their lives. And that has to do with owning your own property. Exactly. Um, and you're totally correct. So although we never really, you know, say, tell our clients is is good to use your home as an ATM, let's face it, you can also, if necessary, if there was a big event in your life, you could cash in on that appreciation while you are in that home, mm -hmm. you know, via either a home equity line of credit or sometimes a refi. And sometimes if things times get tough, that is wealth that it is sitting there 
at your disposal. Mm -hmm. The home equity line of credit is a great point, and yes. I hadn't thought about that, but so many times we have sellers that when it comes to closing, they have to close those open home equity lines of credit. And a lot of times, especially aging public, they've left them open right. in the event that they run into some sort of issue. It's just a safety mm -hmm. net. And so if you needed to do home repair or you needed to buy a new car or whatever your, your issue is that you ran into, that's something that you could always use to borrow against. It's kind of like a savings account. In a sense, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And on top of all of that, property ownership builds generational wealth. So if they don't end up using those things and they sell their homes and want to have the ability to leave something for their family for the future, that's exactly where that comes from. Yep. A hundred percent. Katie, you said this at the beginning, but when you own a home, you have the choice. You're either making someone else rich <laughs> or adding to the wealth of your own household. And mm -hmm. owning a home absolutely does that. Yeah, and with interest le interest rates remaining low and rental rates going up, then there's a great chance that you're what you're paying per let's just say per month is could be a good bit less owning a home than it is renting. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yes. Again, if you could have seen some of my rental monthly bills, oh boy, <laughs> yikes! I wonder what they are today. Oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. yikes again. Yes, you know, last year there was a moment I bought a, I bought a new home. And at the time I thought, well, it was a transitional time and I was debating whether to rent. And let me just put it that way, that pool and that apartment complex, I was dying to use. <laughs> and it looked, you know, extremely, yep. extremely appealing. And yet, as, I guess because this is what we do for a living, after I thought, well, rent is going to be 2000 a month. It's what it was, 2000 a month. It's insane. And I said, you know, that's $24,000 a year that I am burning, burning, literally burning. And I just simply couldn't justify if it was at all possible to go ahead and go into a rental, no matter how appealing that pool was. <laughs> I was going to say, cocktails by the pool were not worth yes, that. That's right. No. Absolutely. And I'm like, let's call a spade a spade. What? I think if I remember right, like it was your plan to rent for about a year, maybe two, and then figure out what you wanted to do as far as buying. And and rates, you bought your house at an amazing time. I mean, I know we've already said rates are still you know, proportionally low, but imagine if you looked at that in a year, what that would have done for you. Correct. Oh, and not to mention this part that I really wanted to talk about. So let's talk about our pets, because let's face it, they uh, are our friends and sometimes more like our family. Yes. yes. And so whenever you rent, you are faced with the fact that you can only have a certain number of pets or a certain kind of pet. And you may or, not be able to have that. And you may not be able to have a pet at all. No, so or I, if you do, you have to pay a fee for you it. You have right. to pay a fee for it. So I had my children's pets and all together were four. And I was truly considering, and I'm not going to recommend that you do this. However, introducing only two of them to the landlord <laughs> and then hiding the other two. <laughs> so, you know, when you rent, you're forced to make those decisions. And that is, it, it, it's just so, so tough. Right, Roger? Yes, definitely. So tough. Yes. We have a client that Roger and I are assisting on a sale. 
he has pets and he has to rent because of a circumstance in his life at this moment and it is tough it's tough to find a place these days that will take your furry friends mm -hmm. and they are his family mm. yeah pets are important yeah. well roger and i have two cats and the the reality is like yvonne said a lot of apartment complexes and landlords they limit what you can have they mm -hmm. limit the head count or the the paw count, if you will. Yes, the they count. they say no cats or no certain types of dogs, and so I mean I would be devastated if you you have those family members mm -hmm. that suddenly you just have to either hide or or not live there, or it, you don't have the control. Like I used exactly. to say we had a pit bull years ago, and she was like the greatest dog of all times. And I used to be like, pretend you're a pit boodle, like you're a poodle mix, you know, because, it, you know, it's technically an aggressive breed. I'm like, she's the best dog ever. But they'll regulate that. I'm sure like now they probably regulate like iguanas and goldfish, Right. you know? I've known several pit bulls in my day and they're always the sweetest oh, dogs. They're the best. But you're right. That's listed as like a no breed exclusion. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Certain breeds, Rottweilers, for example, and you know, a dog, if it's a well-behaved dog, it's a well-behaved dog. It doesn't really matter. It's just, yeah. however, when you rent, you have no control over no. that decision. It's not. Not at all. I really, I think it boils down to, if we're going to, like, put this all on a boilerplate at the <laughs> end, it's that with renting, you really don't have any control. You have control over, yes, if you want to be kind of a, a nomad, move around, you've got control over that. But everything else, you really just don't have control over. Versus buying, right? You have you, you have you control over so most much, everything. Yes, right, exactly. Right. So. And we are not saying that renting is wrong. Don't get us wrong, okay? Because at the end of the day, it's just a circumstantial, mm -hmm. you know, at times, you know, situation. Yep. So with that said, all we're saying is we as realtors value homeownership because it is the first line of defense so to speak, for all consumers to build wealth. It is the easiest way to build wealth over time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And we yep. are definitely advocates for it. Definitely. So <laughs> bottom line, those are all really good points. Oftentimes, it's less money to own your home and reap all of those benefits and rewards rather than paying rent to a landlord. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that your personal circumstance, your personal timing of life, dictates which of the two are the better, smarter option for you. Mm -hmm. So we would love the chance to sit down and go over that with you. Like Sarah said, make a plan, advise you on how to get started, help you get pre-qualified and look at your finances and decide what you need to do next to investigate and navigate to the right decision for, for your household. Yes, absolutely. We're here for you. I love it. It's a not a scary thing. It's no. It is a good, smart decision, and we are here to walk you through it. Fellow millennials, we've got this, no matter what any other yes. generation says. <laughs> Homeownership is attainable, and we're here to guide anybody of any age through, through yep. that process. Till All right, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Roger. Thanks so much for tuning in to Key Concepts with the Key Finders Group. We would love to connect with you on social media so that you can keep up with us and our daily adventures. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Key Finders Group. 
This podcast is here to answer all your real estate questions, so we need you. Send us your ideas, questions, or thoughts that we can talk about and answer on the show. We're doing this for you, so we want to know. As always, we appreciate your support. Please like and follow along. Five-star reviews are so important to help us grow this podcast. So if you like what you hear, please take a few minutes to leave us a review. Bye for now.